Welcome to Passports and Pizza, a podcast about everything by two carb-loving, carry-on-only gals. I'm Laura, a traveler and writer with an appetite for adventure. And I'm Sarah, an artist and food blogger who travels mainly for the food. Join us as we dive into anything and everything that's on our plate slash on our minds. Y'all. <laughs> it a minute. Yeah, we haven't recorded in a while. We were together for Feast of St. Pizza. Oh, yeah. And, and like, a couple days before that was with Ellen. Yeah, we recorded a couple, like, like we two in the it. same week or whatever, and then... Um, then it's been, like, a little, like, break. Yeah, now it's been a little while. Hi, everyone. It's good to be back. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't feel any different to you guys. But... I know. <laughs> They're like, what are they talking about? Right. It's like, in the meantime, we've done Feast of St. Pizza, the big event. Yeah. That feels like you've a long gotten time ago. a huge haircut. I have. I'll talk about yeah, it. Yeah, talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's been a lot Things that's have happened. happened. Yeah. yeah. And we will talk about Feast of St. Pizza in detail. Yes. Next episode. If you follow either one of us on Instagram, you've seen the day. Yeah. But we're going to go into depth. Right. On our next episode? Yeah, yes. which is our last episode of season one. Our final. So this is finale. the penultimate. Yeah, and then we're taking a little break, right? Yeah, and then we'll be back break. in the fall. Yeah, so it's get ready weird. For that. <laughs> Can't believe we're already there. I know. Yeah, yeah. So what's new with you? I mean, it's just that time of the year where I'm counting down every single day. Uh huh. As a teacher, it's just an right. ongoing like, countdown. countdown. <laughs> Because it just gets crazier as the days pass. Yeah. Also, concert season was really stressful this year, and... You've been really busy. I've been busy with this project I've been working on, and, um, yeah, it's just been... I feel like I'm in the middle of countdown season, mm. but truthfully, I haven't had a second to really even consider what I'm counting down yet, because I'm just in the... In the <laughs> You're just in it. Yeah, right. <clears throat> but yeah, that's, that's yeah. like, pretty much been my like past couple of weeks but what Mm -hmm. about you i've been doing a major inbox purge (laughs) oh girl (laughs) which is erasing unsubscribing yeah like it just got to that point i had 900 unread emails how do you live okay we are very different i can't live with one oh my gosh well i mean 900, but most of them are totally unimportant. Like, right. I actually have quite a few blogs I subscribe to through email. Mm-hmm. So you get, an, you get an email and when a new post is. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of them were blog posts. So what I've been doing is, especially with the blogs, just like giving myself permission to mass delete. Yeah. Like if I have 20 unread, you know, emails from a blog, I was deleting... 17 of them or whatever and just kind of starting fresh like leaving myself a couple to catch up on I'm like Sarah you don't need to read every single one of these yeah and you don't have time <laughs> it's not gonna happen if you're not opening them in your inbox yeah. it's not gonna happen and a couple of them I did unsubscribe from if I was like I can follow along through other means like Twitter or Instagram mm-hmm. to stay on top of it or some of them had things where you could say, like, only email me once a week or once a month. Right. So, you know, just fewer emails. So I've been doing that and also just mass unsubscribing from stuff. Because mm-hmm. I got to that point where every day I was just going through my inbox going, delete, 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 delete. It's like, 
All the stuff you I heard of unroll me. Yeah, I've tried that before, but it doesn't always work perfectly. No, it's not perfect. Yeah. But it definitely helped me there for a little bit. Yeah. So like every day I've kind of been like when before I hit delete, I think do I need to just unsubscribe from this? And the answer is usually yes. Yep, do it. So I've been doing that every day. And actually, it has made a huge difference. Good. And then also doing things like, um, you know, when you get emails about a bill that's on auto pay. So you're mm-hmm. just like, whatever. You just you're you like, don't need cool, to see it. cool, I know. So I've been taking things like that and creating a filter. So it skips the inbox and archives it in a folder called like oh, bills and receipts. How do you do that? Um, I'll find a link and put it in our show notes. Okay. It's just like, in one of the things at the top of Gmail, you do create filter. Okay. And then you would do, um, like, like it will automatically the fill the from person, but then some of them I put in the subject, like, your statement is ready for view. Right. And then you do create filter, and I do skip the inbox, mark as read, and then apply the label, and you do a label for That's it. That's so smart. So for your billing and stuff and your yeah. statements and your monthly relate. Yeah, yeah, like things I don't need to see when they come in, but if I ever need to find them, I'll just click on that folder and search for it. That's really smart. So a lot of stuff like that. And I use the labels like crazy in my Gmail. It has made a huge difference see, in my email. That life. I need to step up. Yeah. It's really fun. And they're all color coded. I know. <laughs> I feel like I would really like that because I'm really type A like that. Yeah. Like I'm really specific about pens and yeah. desktop things mm-hmm. and my computer is hyper organized mm-hmm. but yeah like actually the two main ones I use are blogs and newsletters have uh, honestly 900 unread emails sounds like my own personal version of hell yeah. because if I have one notification button uh-huh. on my phone that's red yeah it is blaring in my face Robert and can't I hate stand that. that and like you would almost think, based on my personality, that it would bother me. Right. But I think I've just trained myself to not even see it. But yeah, it's been making me feel better because I was starting to feel very weighed down by my inbox. Yeah. And I still have like 450 unread emails, but it's a lot better than 900. Yeah. And I'm still working on it. So. You're Marie Kondoing your yeah. email. I am. It's like spring cleaning of the inbox. It's a very millennial way to clean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But it's necessary. It is necessary. Seriously. <sighs> but yeah, do you want to get to salty sweets? Yeah. Why you don't go, you, you go? You go first. No. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this was like, we always start with salty and I like know this is going to be a doozy. Mine's a doozy. Oh God. Where is this we podcast start- going to go? Should we start with the good stuff? Okay, yeah. Sweet? Okay, let's start with sweet. Well, my sweet is my haircut. Hello. I, <laughs> I've been planning for like a year. Yeah. So, I cut off probably, like, 10 to 12 inches. Your hair is above your shoulders? Yeah, it's, like, kind of between the chin and the shoulders. Yep. Um, And it's dyed a little more obviously blonde. Um, Especially, like, this part of my head was so dark. Like, when she cut off all the bottom, I was like, You're like oh, Whoa. my God. <laughs> yeah. My hair is so dark right now. Um, But, yeah, I've been planning it for a while because... I never do drastic haircuts. Me neither, girl. And I'm turning 30 in a month. And I was getting I was getting the itch to chop it off. And my ends were getting, like, so bad that I thought, you know what? Like, this was, like, a year ago. I thought, next spring, before my birthday, I'm going to celebrate this transition into my 30s with a drastic haircut. <laughs> I'm going to go short. And I'm going to go blonder. And honestly, it's not even that drastic. 
It really is. I mean, it it still looks like you. You yeah. haven't changed your. I don't look, look like a completely but, new person. No, but it is a new hair look for me. Yeah, definitely. Um, have you ever had short hair like this? So, <laughs> I actually do have this like cycle of growing my hair out and then chopping it pretty short. Uh-huh. But this is probably the shortest it's been since that first grade haircut that I talked about when I had the bangs. So it's kind of funny because in my mind, I'm kind of like, I'm turning 30. I went like a slightly mature haircut for me. And I'm like, oh no, I'm first grade Sarah all over again. (laughs) (laughs) So that's kind of funny. Um, But usually I cut it more to like just my shoulders. So it is a little shorter than Mm -hmm. what it's been. But the last time I cut it short was like seven years ago and I've been growing it out ever since. So do you love it? I do. Like it's actually, um, way more low maintenance for me than I thought it would be. A lot of times I, I'm fearful of short haircuts cause I feel like it, it requires styling. Yeah, more. That's what I thought too. Um, yeah, my thought was like, Oh, if you wear it down, you're going to have to style it more, which mm-hmm. I mean, maybe I kind of do, but, um, I never do anything to my hair anyway. Mm-hmm. I used to always just have it in a ponytail, and right now it won't go into a full ponytail, but I just have it pulled halfway Half. up. Yeah. And, like, I like it because it still keeps it out of my face, but it still feels kind of, like, cute, mm-hmm. you know? And it's not just a ponytail. But, yeah, like, every morning it's like I just kind of, like, throw it back, and it's even easier than doing a normal ponytail, which doesn't take that long either. That's good. But I just, I feel like I'm walking around feeling cuter that's good. When I used to just always have it in a ponytail. That's best case scenario because yeah. we've, we've all had those haircuts that you leave. What have I done? <laughs> oh, that's and I, mo- that's mostly the reason why I'm afraid to cut my hair shorter again mm-hmm. is because I had a tragic haircut my sophomore year of high school. Oh yeah, you've told me this. where I chopped it like pretty much your length, uh-huh. maybe a little longer, and like pretty much jet black. That's so crazy. Yeah. I can't even picture it. I'm very yeah. pale and no, it was yeah. not a good look. Well, the reason I felt comfortable doing this is I have to shout out my hairstylist, um, Kelsey. my friend Kelsey. But Kelsey is really amazing and she actually cuts my hair when it's dry, which I like because she can really see what it's going to it do. actually falls like. And then yeah. she does the thing where you like thin it out, which I've never had anyone do to my head before. Yeah. So even though my hair is like still quite thin, large (laughs) um (laughs) like it was humid the other day and I had it fully down and I was like oh it's growing again (laughs) um but she did a really nice job so I feel like it's laying really nicely even with my natural waves and stuff like I don't really have to do much to it they say when a woman changes her hair she's changing her life that's what my uncle Bill said (laughs) that's what they say yeah um, That's why I haven't made a drastic haircut in like <laughs> 10 years. Yeah, so yeah, I'm turning 30. It's a big deal. Yeah. But it's funny because the people at work who had no idea I was doing this were like, so did you just kind of like decide to do that? And I was like, no, I've been planning this for a year. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't do this She on didn't a whim. like Mulan it. Like no. she didn't just like <laughs> take a sword and was like. Chh! Yeah. Although that would be epic. That but, would be. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what's up with me. That's your sweet. Yeah. My sweet, we're going to disagree on. Okay. But it's more like a sweet because what a time to be alive. What? Just, I'm just so happy I'm alive in a time of Game of Thrones. Oh my God. <laughs> I just, like, I did watch it last week. 
Oh my gosh, so many feelings. I know this episode's gonna come out way... Yeah, oh, spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert, stuff went down. <laughs> um, but, like, the whole way through this season... I mean, I've been watching Game of Thrones since... So we have one more college. episode yeah. as of recording. Yeah, as of today, there's the finale that's left. Yeah. Um, and I've been watching Game of Thrones since I graduated college. I started to watch it when I was in that weird phase. Well, I don't know if you had this, but I had this when I graduated and I had uh-huh. no job. And I had two weeks of that and I was going absolutely crazy. I and had two weeks of no job. Two weeks. And I couldn't, I, I couldn't handle Which myself. Which is nothing. No, but I... <laughs> my mom... We're both the first extremely week, fortunate. <laughs> yeah. My mom... The first week I'd moved home and she was like, why don't you just, you know, watch a movie, like find something that's going to entertain you. And mm-hmm. in between you can apply for jobs or, you know, do whatever you need to do. And at the time I was like, I don't know, I'm going to watch. So I watched all the Harry Potter series and I was done with that. <laughs> and then someone suggested Game of Thrones. So I've been watching it for a very long time mm-hmm. and sort of developed with me as I've become an older adult. But, mm-hmm. um... I can't believe it's the end, number one. I just can't believe it's, we're at that point. And yeah. I also just am so glad I live in a time when an epic story like this can be told, like, through television. Okay. Because there was a time where they would have done it as a movie right. or a series of movies, and you just can't do as much with these characters. You right. can't show them... the. You can't show the audience the progression and the character development and everything that goes mm-hmm. into a show like this. Yeah. And... I don't even care how it ends, because no matter yeah. what, everyone's going to hate it. Oh, yes. Yeah. Everyone's going to hate it. Slash everyone is going to hate I'm it. I'm probably yeah. going to hate it. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I'm just so happy that I live now when I've been able to see these characters and this whole <laughs> thing, like, come to an end. And, yeah. Yeah. And I'm so, starting to wonder, like, what's next? Because this has been something that mm-hmm. people... Like, what's going to be the next big thing? Yeah. I am surprised how pervasive... It has It become. really has. Everyone it watches the show. It wasn't always like that, though. Every like, kind of person watches yes. the show. It's and a, it's like a water cooler I sort of show. It. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, all of my podcasts this week are talking about yeah. it. Um, it, you know, there yeah. was Breaking Bad, and everyone was mm-hmm. watching Breaking Bad. There was The Office, Friends, yeah. you know? But, but The Office was, like, pre-Twitter. Oh, yeah. And I'm starting to wonder, is... Like, a fantasy story like the, like this, is it going to... Is anything going to be able to hmm. even compete? Know. Because it is such a great story with all these characters. And when you start, mm-hmm. everyone's like, there's way too many characters. But you start you start to have, like, an understanding of who these people are. And anyway, long story short, yeah, I don't know what's going to replace it. Certainly, I'm sure something will come out of the blue. and Yeah. Because that's just how the world works. But... I've just been so happy that I was like, I love the fact that I'm alive to watch this. Let's have a whole episode spilling all the tea about how we feel about right. this show because I feel like it yeah. probably could be interesting to talk both sides of it because yeah. it is such, I mean, you have very strong opinions about it. I do. And that's yeah, part of the reason why I wanted to watch the very end was like, I need to be able yeah, to, to validate yeah. my <laughs> stance. Yeah. And like, I don't know. Yeah. I just... Should we dive into our salties? <laughs> this is going to be a long this episode. This is going to be a long one. <laughs> All right, you go first. Okay. Like I said, I feel like it's going to be a doozy. So here we go. Okay. Um, okay. So if anyone knows me, you know, like, my 
soul is closely like the closest tied besides my own parents and is Luke. this about grumpy cat no okay. <laughs> no it's actually way more serious R. i <laughs> wish it was just r.i.p grumpy cat okay no um but my my like soul is so close to my grammy who is oh, my no. only living grandparent yeah um my her husband my pop-pop died um Four or five years before ago? you went to Italy, right? Yes, like right before you went to Italy, it was super emotional. Blah blah. blah brought us and ashes. wait, your mom's parents? Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. and she's the only living grandparent I have. Yeah. I know a lot of people don't have grandparents. I mean, you you don't have any surviving. I grandparents. don't. Anyway. When I hear about people our age who have grandparents, I'm just <clears throat> flabbergasted. I know. Um, basically, this woman is like my my aspirational older version of who I am. She was so badass. She was a entrepreneur. She is pretty much like a self-taught everything. Mm -hmm. Um, She lives, she lives in the most like amazing house that has so many weird tchotchkes from all over the world. They used to antique. She used to be a vintage jeweler. Mm -hmm. Um, She is the ultimate reader. She's like the armchair explorer. She's never gone anywhere besides like Florida and Pennsylvania, but she could tell you so much about (laughs) any place in the world, world history, religion, philosophy. She was a practicing Buddhist. She taught me how to meditate. Like this woman is like a renaissance woman. Yeah. And someone who I always felt very, like, close to because she gave all of her grandchildren nicknames as babies, pretty much. Or not, like, toddlers. Oh. And I was her kindred spirit, which I mm-hmm. always was like, why did she choose me? That's such a... Wait, what's, what was your nickname? I was the kindred spirit. Oh, okay. Everyone else had cute names. And for a long time as a kid, I hated that I was the kindred spirit. Yeah. Because it would be like, <laughs> oh, brown eyes or, like, birdie or, like, cute little things. Yeah. And mine was the kindred spirit. And at the time, I was like... But I want to be something cute. And then as I've gotten older, I've been like, oh, that's like the ultimate Mm -hmm. compliment she could have given me. Anyway, I don't want to (laughs) cry. Oh, no. um, So I found out, um, I found out um, about two weeks ago that she has skin cancer and um, she's okay. She's fine. Yeah. But it's just the realization that um, she's going to (laughs) die. Yeah. And that reality of just knowing that this life who has always been there and someone who I've always um someone who I've always just looked at and have been able to call and yeah yeah (laughs) yeah just that um well now I'm crying because I'm a sympathetic crier (laughs) (laughs) me too I didn't think I'd cry on a podcast but hey it was gonna happen eventually (laughs) I know um, it's just, she's fine. Um, she well, has yeah. to go through multiple biopsies to figure out what's going on. Um, mm-hmm. and her skin cancer is on her scalp, so she okay. will have to, um, shave her head and yeah. have some kind of surgery. But the problem is she never really went to doctors mm-hmm. at all because yeah. she just hated doctors. Yeah. <laughs> and she's the type of woman who just, just like, I don't like it and I'm not going to do it mm-hmm. until I have a problem. Then I'll go. Yeah. Um, so I am scared to just see like what yeah. they find. Cause I think mm. optimistically it would just be, Oh, that's that. And we'll just deal with the surgery and she'll be okay. But I think there's a side to it that really scares me. And it's yeah. just the realization, um, in between all this craziness of the time of the year that it is. And I'm yeah. stressed out. It's just this like sort of nagging, 
just realization that, like, yeah. she's only going to be here so much longer. And she's um, your only living grandparent, mm-hmm. you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And probably one of the most important. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's just been really hard, because she is such, like, an optimist about everything. Mm-hmm. Last time I met up with her, she was telling me about how she's learning about physics and science and how energy cool. never ends and, like, <laughs> reincarnate Because she's, she's not a, a, like, diehard Buddhist, but she loves the idea of, like reincarnation and yeah she was saying like science literally energy does not stop it just takes on a new form like right energy does not stop yeah and she's always talking about this and i'm just like stop huh. talking about this because it makes me upset because oh. i just yeah like i'm not ready for you to yeah so it's just yeah. kind of like hitting you mm-hmm. and like like this is a reality that's gonna happen yeah like i'm gonna have to cope with the fact that she's gonna die mm-hmm and yeah. that's, maybe that's just, like, an, an anxious feeling, because she's mm-hmm. okay. She's still here. Right. But... Yeah, but it's also this feeling of, like, there's nothing you can do to stop it. No. And it's a reality that's going to happen, you know, even if it doesn't happen yeah. very soon, it's going to happen eventually. Yeah. Um, and it feels, like, so cruel, but at the end of the day, it's not cruel. That's just what life is. Yeah. You can't... There's no changing right. that. But I, I think... When stuff like that happens to me, I do kind of just block out a lot of the emotion mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I, I feel it all. I feel it all. Yeah, it's when, definitely like a defense mechanism yeah. that I do. Everyone copes differently. When my mm-hmm. pop-pop died, I was a puddle. I was, mm-hmm. I mean, Lou could tell you. Like, I was mm-hmm. throwing, like, like tantrums, oh, like, no. mid like so yeah. the smallest thing would just set me off and I would just uh-huh. be like sobbing oh. and sobbing. And that's definitely like, I don't think I always deal with things that way, but mm-hmm. I feel like that was the first mm-hmm. familial mm-hmm. death that like really rocked me. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's intense, but it's like, even now, every now and then it just kind of hits me like, mm-hmm. Like, at my wedding, I think it kind of hit me, like, oh, like, none mm-hmm. of my grandparents get to be here for this. It's just sad. And then also, at my bridal shower, my parents gave me a ring that used to be my dad's mom's. And, like, I, one of my, like, strongest memories of her um, is sitting with her at her jewelry box, like, vanity at her house in New Jersey. And she would go through her jewelry box with me and like show me things and stuff when I was little. Mm-hmm. And I like remember this ring. And I actually just like a month or two ago finally got it resized to fit me. Because nice. I wore it at my wedding and mm-hmm. it fell off my finger. And then Luke's brother Jake found it on the dance floor and brought it back to me. That's crazy. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. So yeah, I just recently got it resized. But when my... Mom gave it to me at the bridal shower, and I opened it. I just, like, cried because it was just, you know, yeah. like, this little piece of my grandparents to have with me. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, like, every now and then you just, like, yeah. think, like, oh, God, there's They're... so much they missed out on. Yeah. You know? But I'm lucky to even have the memories I have of my grandparents, too. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you can imagine an Italian man who, like, talked about Italy and, like, the homeland, the motherland, and then had taking his ashes to Italy... 
Ugh. And all these yeah. weird, like, Italian nuances that he would do. Like, even the way they would walk. Yeah, that like, these old so crazy. I was, I was a puddle. Like, yeah. that entire... Wow. That's why I feel like I love Rome so much, because mm-hmm. it was such a visceral reaction. Yeah. Like, a connection I didn't understand until I was there. Mm-hmm. And then I was also delivering his ashes literally in the ocean that led to, like, where his father was from it was just like a crazy experience but yeah for me it's always it's always weird to talk about death because I don't really like I don't I'm not freaked out by death Mm -hmm. I don't really think about the fact that I'm going to die Mm -hmm. we were talking about that the other weekend like we're both sort of like yeah (laughs) we're gonna die yeah whatever like certainly like I don't want to right now I'm not worried about what happens after I die I'm just worried about the dying how, how? exactly exactly <laughs> i'm the same way yeah there are certain ways i don't want to die but i'm also right. like i don't really know what's gonna happen afterwards but i'm okay with it i feel like yeah. it's gonna be fine <laughs> luke is not that way and robert's yeah, not Robert, that it's way so either funny. they're both like having existential <laughs> crises like, about like but what happens and you're we, you and like, i are like i don't know who cares yeah. <laughs> i think it's the one thing where i'm like i literally have zero control over it there's no use worrying about it. No. there Like, whatever happens will happen, and that will be it. Certainly, it's cool to be curious about it and, like, think about, oh, what if it was this and what if it was that? But I'm not going to be staying up late at night pondering right. yeah. if I'm going to, you know, because there's no point. Right. But it's weird talking about death because I don't think about it for myself, but when I think about loss or mourning, like, mm-hmm. that to me is really hard. Yeah. Oh, God. Anyway, what a doozy of an episode already. We haven't even talked about our core subject yet. And I haven't talked about my salty yet. Oh, God. Okay. I'm turning the lights on because we're sitting in darkness. Yeah, I was going to say. Um. <laughs> um. Oh, God. Ooh, that was bright. It's a different mood. Yeah. Well, now this feels like stupid to talk about after you. <laughs> it's okay. It's what this podcast and I was is. Like, I was like, do I want to talk about this? And I was like, oh, whatever. Like. This is part of the reason why we have a podcast to yeah. talk about this stuff. And that is negative body image. Oh, no. What's like, that? What do you mean? Well, I mean, I mean, we all deal with this. Were you like, <laughs> duh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Duh. <laughs> duh. Um, but just recently, it's like, do you ever just like put your shorts on for like the first time of the summer season Ugh, and what's you're like, up with that? And you're like, that's what my legs look like? For me, it's not even legs. It's. Like, showing my arms and shoulders because oh, okay. boobs. <laughs> See, I don't have that That's My legs are fine, but the whole, like, expose... Like, when all of a sudden when you stop wearing sweat... When you stop wearing sweaters. Oh. See, well, I wear like tank wet. tops and stuff all the time, like, working out, so... Yeah, I guess that's true. But it's just weird when you have to put those clothes on for the first time. Yeah, but it's just... Yeah, like, you put stuff on for the summer, and you're just, like... You're, like, all pale, and... I don't know, and... And I was also really feeling this way when I had my period, which is the worst time in the entire world to yep. make judgments about your body. But I just hate that there's so many times I look at myself in the mirror and all you see are negative things. Mm-hmm. And then you get mad at yourself for thinking that way. Mm-hmm. And then you know like, it's wrong. Because you know you shouldn't be. You know you're being irrational and whatever. And But at the same time, like... It sucks to not feel good in your body for whatever reason, but Mm -hmm. then you get mad at yourself, so then it's like, oh, I'm not even good at being mean to myself because now I'm being mean to myself for being mean to myself. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah, I just hate it. I wish we didn't 
deal with it so much. Did you, there's like a meme on, I've seen that's, it's like, I wish I look like the photos I was critiquing mm-hmm. like five years ago oh, yeah. or ten years ago. Yeah. If I looked like what I hated, those pictures I untagged of myself <laughs> now. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, Do I you know, know I mean? ten years from now, I'm probably going to look back at pictures and be like, like what dang. were you worried about? Yeah. What were you even thinking? You know? And. But it was, like, coming off of, I was, you know, sick for a while, so I wasn't working out as much, mm-hmm. so I'm just feeling, like, softer and squishy, and like I said, I was on my period at the time, so I was bloated, and like, you just know. Just feeling gross in general. Just gross, and it's just so stupid. It also yep. doesn't help that, like, I fully need to shave my legs. <laughs> like, <laughs> I basically don't shave my legs from, like, October to April. Um, it's like caveman Why situation. Right? I mean, really. Um, so that always, but then I'm also like, well, why does my leg hair gross me out? You know, like, I'm a human being with body hair. This is what we look like. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, there are just so many Arm layers hair. to it. Yep. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So. Being a woman. Well, actually being anyone. Yeah. Male or female. Everyone deals with body mm-hmm. stuff. Everyone does. And it's honestly, you know, like, you, you ask the hottest celebrity their mm-hmm. insecurity about their body and be like, why are you thinking about your ankles? Right. <laughs> or like, yeah. if you pointed out like your biggest issue with your body to me, I'd be like, I don't know what you're even talking about. Exactly. Yeah. And half the time when I remember like, yeah, like tagged pictures and stuff back in the day, I would untag myself from. Mm-hmm. I'm sure if I were to look at those, I'd be like, why was I concerned about that yeah. weird little dimple like on my cheek that I was concerned about? What? Mm-hmm. Like, what is that? Yeah. Yeah. It's so dumb. I used to be so self-conscious about being pale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why? Yeah. We all have something yeah. to be stupid about, yeah. you know, to be mean to ourselves. Yeah. So anyway, I'm constantly trying not to do that. I mean, and like, there are days where I look in the mirror, I'm like, damn girl, you look good. Yeah. But that's maybe 15% of the time. Right. When it should be a healthy 80%. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah. We yeah. need to flip that ratio. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. It's a yeah. thing. But it's... at least I have this cute new haircut. <laughs> Do you ever like catch yourself with this haircut and be like. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. But. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, oh, that's cute. I don't know. I'm, I, yeah. It's. Hashtag first world problems, but. <laughs> yeah. All of our All salties. Of our <laughs> Listen, we have problems. a good life. Yeah. We are no lucky complaints. ladies. <laughs> yeah. New anyway, Orleans. We're talking about New Orleans because I was there recently. Yes. Um, so I've never been. Yeah, Laura's never been. I had the opportunity to and I <laughs> didn't take it up, which is so dumb. <laughs> Um, we don't have might to have been either. the right choice at the time, but Luke, my boyfriend of five years before we were even dating, like on our first date, asked me to move in with him and to go to New Orleans with him. Uh, weird flex. And I was okay. like, I was like, okay, no. Um, I'm surprised you weren't like, um, I have an appointment for the next 30 years. I, I couldn't do go. that. We were on the top of this governor dick, which is like the, uh, this yeah. hiking trail. I couldn't leave. That's anyway, so funny. But I missed the opportunity to go see New Orleans yeah. because I said no. But Well, you should go sometime. Yes. Because it is awesome. 
We went to photograph a wedding for Robert's sister's best friend, who we've known her and her now husband for Mm -hmm. several years now, like hung out with them and whatever. So they asked us to photograph it, and we decided to do it, even though we don't really do weddings. Um, Right. You're not wedding photographers, but you've already done one. We did one at Stonehenge. Right. So apparently we only do weddings when they're really cool Yeah. (laughs) That we want to go to. Because we've been wanting to go to New Orleans for a while, and so this was a nice opportunity to go for this, but just, like, extend it a little bit. So, um, you know, it kind of, like getting paid to go to New yeah. Orleans instead of just paying to go. Yep. Um, yeah, so, and the wedding was freaking awesome. I mean, you've shown me some pictures, and it looks really cool. Yeah, it was exhausting. Like, wedding photographers do not get enough credit. I've done it once. Oh I won't do God. it again. I have never been so tired. Nope. It was so tiring. But it was really cool. And so in New Orleans... The wedding tradition is they do the second line parade where you have the brass band playing mm-hmm. and everyone follows behind them. So it's like the band, well, actually, the bride and bride groom were in front. Band. And then band, and then everyone yeah. else from the wedding is behind holding colorful parasols and handkerchiefs to wave. And you walk around the French Quarter while they play music. And this is where Robert and I were just running ahead of the parade, yeah. getting pictures, and then I'd, like, duck in the middle, yeah. and then from behind, and then we'd run back and run ahead of it. Like, my Fitbit clocked it as an aerobic workout. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was essentially running. That whole day was probably... With, like, all this yeah. gear and stuff and a big camera. Um, but it was so fun. Like, Robert and I both got choked up while photographing the parade because it was just so joyful. And then everyone else walking around is like yelling congrats there were people up in a balcony that threw confetti on us you know it was just so much joy it was amazing that's a cool tradition yeah plus it's open container there so everyone had like little plastic cups of champagne nice you know and the pictures from that are just awesome so if you are looking for a place to do a destination wedding that's like not a big wedding it is a really fun place to get married. Yeah. If you want to do that. Um, but anyway, so we had a great time. Um, also, the French Quarter in the Nor- in New Orleans, it really does feel like you're in another country. Yeah. It does not feel like America because, like, the architecture is so different and interesting. And, well, the French Quarter, it's, like, very French-looking. French. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, there's, like, jazz music playing everywhere. And stuff like that. So, yeah, it was awesome. But yeah. anyway, to get us started, since we're talking about New Orleans, we Woo! have to drink. Yes! <laughs> so, I'm going to make us daiquiris. Sweet. Okay. So, from what I understand, daiquiris are rum, sugary stuff, and lime? Yeah. Okay. So, but, like, when you hear daiquiri... Okay, when I... picture. When I hear daiquiri, I think of that real bad hot pink mm-hmm. like syrupy um crushed ice frozen froze yeah frozen like strawberry blended daiquiri. strawberry yes. sweet disgusting right stuff that i made in a blender my sophomore year of college <laughs> we would make these in the basement of college yeah and i mean it did the job but right i mean now yeah. i would never drink that so, yeah, like, I feel like we grew up 
thinking daiquiris were these like girly, frozen, yeah, really sugary, syrupy drinks and um, strawberry. And you can get those in New Orleans. Like they have the frozen slushy machines all over the place. Yeah, I did not have any because that's not my style. But I did have a true daiquiri. Yeah, while we were there, and it was amazing. Okay, so that's what I'm making for us. Because a real daiquiri is just rum, lime juice, and simple syrup. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay. Yeah, it's a very simple drink. Yeah. So I'm going to make some for us right now. Okay, sweet. I haven't actually made one of these at home. I mean... So, but it's such a simple drink. I'm going to do a double batch, but like I did with the whiskey sour, I will just describe how to make one Mm -hmm. so and we'll put this in the show notes too yeah all right so i'm putting ice into a cocktail shaker okay Ooh, sorry okay so then it gets each one gets two ounces of rum this is a huge bottle of she's using bacardi so then we're doing an ounce of fresh lime juice for each one okay so I'm going to have to squeeze a bunch of lime halves here. She's legit limes. No lime pre-juice juice. <laughs> yeah, I don't do that. I stuff. don't play like that either. There is a difference. I'm convinced. Yeah. So <laughs> that was the other thing I was going to say is that I am a cocktail snob. I am yeah, fully a snob. You, you, but you own it. I do. And that's what I'm, I'm here You're to You're that everyone. annoying person at the bar that's like, I know exactly how I want this drink to go. <laughs> yeah. Don't ask me questions. But, like, I hate bottled sour mix. Like, I can I taste agree. it from a mile away. And I have actually gotten to a point now where, um, like, I will ask if something says on a menu, like a margarita, mm-hmm. and they'll say sour mix, I will ask if it's house made. <laughs> and I now have to say, that okay. I'm allergic to the bottled stuff because I've had people tell me it's housemade and then I taste it and I say... And you're like, mm-mm, girl, no. Don't play me like so that. So here's my question. How do you deal with living in a place like Lebanon where there's one <laughs> place that could potentially be making a housemade sour mix? And they just left. Yeah, well, and they're moving. We also have the distillery, which is nice. Yeah. Um, well, the way I cope with it is I basically order whiskey with a splash of soda. <laughs> Or you, like we're doing right now, you learn how to make it. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason that I have zero patience for crappy cocktails is because it doesn't take much. No. Like this recipe is a perfect example. Exactly. You do not need fancy ingredients to make a good drink. Three. Just get some actual lemons or limes and juice them, please. And like simple syrup, you just... Boil sugar in water. It's not hard. You know, like, just stock good stuff. You don't need to have a crazy menu. Also, I think people think, like, these cocktails that you go and you get with house-made stuff. I mean, don't get me wrong. In Lancaster, you get a drink like that, it's $14. Oh, yeah. When, if, you made it a, if you made it at home, yeah, it's, like, nothing. Yeah. But, yeah, it's... I don't know. I just know that living in Lancaster compared to living in Lebanon, you have mm-hmm. much more variety to choose oh, from yeah. when it comes to cocktails like that, and <laughs> specialty cocktail places are everywhere. Mm-hmm. Which... So then um, these each get half an ounce of simple syrup. Okay. So repeat those ingredients again. It was ice, 
Yeah, two so ounces ice in the thing in the cocktail shaker, and then two ounces of rum, one ounce of fresh lime juice, and half an ounce of simple syrup. Okay, so, and that's for one drink. Right, right. But I just she double. doubled it for us. Yeah. So then you just put it on the cocktail shaker. Now we're gonna shake it. Shake it. Hopefully it doesn't explode like. <laughs> okay, and I don't normally like drink drinks that are served up. Yeah, which is without ice. But so I have to sneeze. <laughs> go for it. It's probably gonna go away. Um, but I had a daiquiri served up like this the way yeah. it's supposed to be, and it was so good. And Ideally, these glasses would be chilled, but yeah, we're no. in the pod loft, so that's not happening. Um, so I, now I'm straining this into our cups. Yeah, this does not look like the daiquiris we made in the basement of college. No. Okay. <laughs> By any means. Do you want the big one or the little one? Does not matter to me. I'll take the little one. Okay. There you go. Cheers. Cheers. So refreshing. Yeah. This is oh the type God. of drink that makes sense for New Orleans. Yeah. It, oh, yeah. You want it. so hot there. You want it on like a humid, sticky yep. afternoon. You're swinging on your front porch and you're judging <laughs> your neighbor's children. You know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Ooh, that's good. The daiquiri, it's really refreshing. Yeah. The daiquiri is amazing, though. Because it's, like, such a classic cocktail that um, there are a bunch of other drinks that are basically the same thing. So a margarita is really similar. A mojito is basically this, with but with mint. mint and, like, a splash of soda. Yep. And, um... Oh, this is basically a rum sour. Like, if you do whiskey instead of rum, it's like a whiskey sour without the yeah. egg white. Yeah. Um, so, when you when you were in New Orleans, how many daiquiris did you have? I actually only had... Because you went like on quite the food slash drink tour. Yeah. But I was trying to spread the love, you know? So, I mean, you really did a good job. Yeah. <laughs> um, we did have... A twist on a daiquiri that I'll mention later. Okay. In one place we ate. That was super good. Um, but the crazy thing, too, is, like, I don't know what image I had of New Orleans in my mind, but I did not realize that it was such, like, a rum-focused, like, tiki culture town. But they love the rum there. And so I was doing more research about it. And um, basically, Louisiana has, like, a ton of sugarcane production. Mm-hmm. And then there's also all this influence from, like the nearby Caribbean islands and stuff. Mm-hmm. So rum is just, like, huge down there. Yeah, so, yeah, there are a bunch of tiki drinks you can get down there. And I was trying to figure out, like, why it was such a big thing, but it was kind of like I said, there's, like, a whole mishmash of cultures that happened in New Orleans. Yeah. But also, in, like, the middle of the 1900s, tiki culture kind of was, like, blew up in California and made its way over. Right, right. But it kind of, like, stuck around a little bit yeah. in New Orleans. Um, well, it probably had to do with trade routes and stuff that were probably yeah. coming through the city. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. the bayou, your 
right close to the gulf Mm -hmm. close to island culture maybe i don't know yeah so that leads me to i wanted to talk about hurricanes which is i have never had a hurricane okay never had one so this is similar we're like you know, with, we were saying with daiquiris, you picture, like, the frozen, mm-hmm. super um, sugary things. When I think of hurricanes, I think of, like, white girl wasted. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, I had done, like, a little bit of research while we were there, slash before we went. And apparently the hurricane was created at this bar called Pat O'Brien's. Which I would describe as, like... <laughs> which you actually went to, right? We did go yeah. there. I did not have a drink there, but I did try their hurricane because everyone else is drinking them. Is it? Pat O'Brien's is like the New Orleans Margaritaville. Okay. Okay. But it's very, it upsets me because the actual hurricane cocktail was um, originally made there. Mm-hmm. So what happened was during like World War II, all the like American distilleries were used to make stuff for the war. Right. And then, so if you wanted to get, like, whiskey and scotch from these other distributors, like, down in the islands, they required that you also order a case of rum. Huh. Because so there was so much s- rum. Were they, like, smuggling those other things in? Or were it was legal? You just had to get No, rum. I think it was, like, well, if you buy, if you want to buy a case of whiskey, you have to also buy a case of rum. Because there was just... There is so bounty, much. Mm-hmm. like a bounty yeah. of They're rum. Like, we have to get rid of this rum. <laughs> gotcha. So Pirates, it's like, let's yeah. Do it. yeah, yeah. So Pat O'Brien's ended up with all this rum, which wasn't very popular. So they're like, what can we do with it to make people drink it? Yeah. And they came up with this drink called the Hurricane, which is actually like a cousin to the daiquiri because a true hurricane is rum, lemon juice, and passion fruit syrup. I mean, that sounds great. Sounds amazing, right? But that's not what I've seen. No. <laughs> so, like, it's kind of like, instead of the lime juice, you have the lemon juice. And instead and of simple syrup, you have passion, passion fruit, fruit syrup. Right? So that's what it originally Fruitier. was. But then over the years, as Pat O'Brien's, like, grew and blew up and whatever. Became a brand. Yeah. And um, they had to, like, make production easier and more marketable and because they also, whatever. Now, a Pat O'Brien's Hurricane is four ounces of rum, which is a ton. That's double what yeah. we have right now. And four ounces of their Pat O'Brien's <laughs> Hurricane Mix. Which is? Which is essentially Kool-Aid. Oh. And that's what it tastes like. It See, tastes... that's, that's exactly the, the... What you picture? Yeah, because yeah. it looks like Kool-Aid. Yeah, with... and it's in yeah. this huge tall glass with a bunch of ice. And it's bright red. And it tastes like cherry cough syrup. <clears throat> which Again. is not passion fruit syrup or lemon. No. At all. No. Ew. Yeah, so... But they're selling that at the original place where a hurricane was made. Mm-hmm. So if you go to that's New upsetting. Orleans, that's like the classic hurricane. So I was super bummed, and I could tell as soon as I saw this thing. You're like, no. And it even says on their menu, our hurricane is made with four ounces of rum and four ounces of our patented hurricane mix. And I was just like, oh, no. No, no, no. This is not going to be for me. did you have a good hurricane? I did. Okay. So, um, I kept checking all the, you know, the cocktail menus of places, and I was like, I need to find a place that's doing, like, a real hurricane. Legit. Yeah. So, we went to this place called Koshan Butcher, which is a really good restaurant. 
Um, I guess like Koshan is actually the main restaurant, but it's kind of fancy. But right next door they have Koshan Butcher, which is more like a sandwich shop with all their meats. Yum. And then a bar. <laughs> Yum. <laughs> Yum. Exactly. So we had kind of a lunch there one day. Um, they had a hurricane on their menu called the the Butcher Hurricane, I think, or Koshan Hurricane, whatever. Mm-hmm. But theirs was like a little bit of a twist on it because it had some... Amaro in it, which is Ooh. one of our favorite things. But it actually had like a passion fruit something or other. But it and, had like, legitimate passion fruit and yeah. lemon. So it was not just like a sour mix. Exactly. Essentially. I think it was rum, the Amaro, passion fruit something, lemon, and bitters. Mm. And it was probably my favorite cocktail we had in the whole trip. So that one was amazing. Sounds good. So I mean if you're, like, into that thing, go ahead to go to Pat O'Brien's, like, try it. Mm-hmm. I had some sips of Roberts and stuff, but if you really want a good one, seek it out. And the one at Cushon Butcher was really good. Sounds delicious. Yeah. Um, so then other cocktails that they're known for in New Orleans is the Sazerac. Have you ever had one of those? Um, No. I, I don't even think it's ever been something on a menu that I've been able to see. I don't yeah, like, is. I feel like we can't find them around here, but in no. New Orleans, there's one on, like, every cocktail menu. I Yeah, I haven't even heard of that at all. Although so. I don't think you would like it, because you don't like absinthe, right? <sighs> I just don't like that flavor yeah. of It's very anise. subtle, but it's in there. If it's subtle, I could do it. Mm-hmm. But, when, like I said, when I had absinthe it was champagne and absinthe and it was nasty. oh that sounds terrible yeah so um, maybe i just need a round two <laughs> yeah so this book here it says um <laughs> Sazerac is believed erroneously by many new orleans new orleanians to have been the first ever cocktail the Sazerac might not have pioneered the mixed drink i mean come on folks figured that out long ago but it certainly raised the bar yeah. So this says it is sugar cubes, herb saint, which is like an absinthe, I believe. Sometimes they do an absinthe rinse on the glass, depending on who makes it. What's that? I think you literally like put absinthe in the glass and swirl it around and dump it out. Oh, so it just kind of okay. coats the glass a I'm little in, bit. I'm into that. And then there's Peychaud's bitters, which is like the New Orleans bitters, and rye whiskey. And then with the lemon peel. I mean, like, I enjoyed it, but, like, while I was there, it was fun to have it, but I don't think I would It's not something you would, like, order again. Yeah. Yeah. And then another drink they're known for is called the Vu Carre, I think is how you say it. And I sadly did not have one of these because I think I probably would have liked it better than the Sazerac, but this one has Benedictine liqueur, which I'm honestly not really sure what that is. Rye whiskey, cognac, sweet vermouth, and bitters. So it sounds like it's I kind mean, of like a twist on a Manhattan a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so those are two more of the cocktails that they're really known for. That sounds good. <coughs> so I'm assuming you had your beignets mm-hmm. while you were there. Yeah. That was the biggest thing that Luke suggested was to go to Cafe Du Monde like early in the morning. Right. Yeah. Because so, when he was there, it was really, really hot. Mm. And he was eating those beignets with coffee, and he was just sweating. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so it was kind of funny for us because that's what everyone says. Like, you have to go to Cafe du Monde. Yeah. We actually, it was the very first thing we did the first full day we were there. And in some ways, this was terrible, but in other ways, we lucked out where it poured so much that first day we were there. Like, I think it rained two or three inches the first Ooh. day. And we were not prepared for it. And so Get your it was like some of the loudest thunder I've ever heard, too. It was crazy. We were finally like, we just got to go out. We just got to do it. But because it was pouring rain, we got to Cafe du Monde at like 10 a.m. or 11. Empty. And we were able to just walk right Epic. in and get a table Love and it. get seated. But later that same night, I think, we went to Cafe Beignet. Mm. And it was like 11 o'clock at night. We were able to just walk in there, order beignets. And we were like kind of hungry before bed. And we are like, screw it. We're in New Orleans. Yeah. Let's get beignets. Let's get beignets. Right? When in Rome. <laughs> yeah. So Robert and I believe that Cafe Beignets beignets are better than Cafe Du Monde. Oh, snap. Yeah. And then we had Cafe Du Monde what again. What made it better? Well, the I feel like the outside of it was crispier and crunchier. And then the inside was like this nice pillowy texture. Do they just remind you of Fosnats? Yes. Okay. They are a lot like Fosnats. Because when mm-hmm. you have like Dutchy Fosnats mm-hmm. fresh from the oven, or yes. the fryer, I mean. Yeah. They look like that. They're basically the same. But with powdered sugar? Yeah. Okay. And that was the other thing. I think Cafe Beignet did less powdered sugar, mm-hmm. but it was plenty enough. But like Cafe Du Monde, it just like gets all over you. And the Cafe Du Monde beignets just had less of a contrast in texture between the outside and the inside. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we think Cafe Beignet is better. And you will have hey, to wait in line tip. there at, like, breakfast time. But we went at 11 o'clock at night, and it was... We just walked right in. Get your midnight snack. So, yeah, maybe do it as a pre-bedtime treat. That's a good tip. Yeah. Um. So then other food stops... Yeah, what were your favorites? Um... Which, by the way, I got most of my recommendations from Joy the Baker because she lives there. Mm-hmm. So she has a handful of posts on her blog. So I'll link to them for you guys listening. Yeah. Um, so she has a bunch of great recommendations. But um, the first place we went when we first got there, me and Robert, because we shared an Airbnb with his sister and her fiance. But we got there before them. So we went into the French Quarter for, like, a late dinner, and we went to this place called Sylvain, Mm -hmm. which feels kind of like a speakeasy. Like, it's not, but you have to walk down this little alley to get to the door. And this was a recommendation from Joy, and she said that she likes to sit at the bar and order the burger. And I was like, that sounds amazing. Yeah. So <laughs> we went in, we sat at the bar, we got drinks, we ordered the burger and the chicken, like fried chicken sandwich, and it was really good. But it was just, I love sitting at a bar in a place yep. like that and just watching them make the drinks and it's had like moody lighting and there's music playing and we were just like, we're in Perfect. New Orleans. Yeah, great start of your trip. Yeah. So I love that place. And then we went to a place called Longway Tavern, which is actually like around the corner from that first place. And that one, Robert had one of his favorite drinks. It was like a gin cocktail there. But it was kind of like small plates kind of a place. So we got a few different things. But everything we ate was just so good. And the service was really good. 
Um, but it was like kind of interesting. Like the last thing we ordered was, um, what's it called? A bolognese, Mm -hmm. but it was like spaghetti squash. Okay. Which like, sure that sounds good, but it can be done poorly. Right. But this was so good. And I think it had mounds of like ricotta on it and stuff. Like it was just so good. Um, so I highly recommend that place. And then there's a classic Willie Mae's Scotch House. Have you heard of it? No. So this is the famous fried chicken place. Mm. Which, like, it's not fancy at all. It's just kind of like... Hole in the wall, mm-hmm. sort of. Kind of a yeah. hole in the wall place. And it's not um, in the main, like, French Quarter kind of area. But it was pretty close to our Airbnb, so that was nice. We were able to walk to it. We actually went for breakfast. We got there at, like, 10 a.m. or something around the time they opened. And again, it had been raining... So we were able to just walk in and sit down because you normally you have to wait in line for like an hour. Ooh. Yeah. So we looked out there. Rain. And yeah. we split a plate of their fried chicken and got the mac and cheese. And I mean, I'm not a crazy fried chicken person, but. Banging? It was really good. I would recommend it. I don't know. I might have felt differently if I had waited an hour. But being able to just walk in and eat it. Amazing. It was like so good. What is it um, on mac and cheese and fried chicken? They're like a match made in heaven. I know. And then it had some peas too, which mm. I was fine with. Mm. It was good. Um, oh, and so I already mentioned Kushan Butcher. Mm-hmm. That was one of our favorites. Get the Hurricane. Then there was another place in the Garden District that we liked. I think it's pronounced Gris Gris. Like it looks like Gris Gris. Gris Gris. But I think it's Gris Gris. French. And it's a... Uh, it's like a voodoo term. It actually means like a, it's like a little talisman kind of a thing that you yeah. carry around or something. Um, and that is where Robert ordered what they called their voodoo daiquiri. And so this was amazing because it actually was like a slushy, but it was in like a, an old fashioned glass. So it's yeah. small, but they made it with a house made spiced rum. And then I think it had kind of like ginger beer. It reminded me more of like a dark and stormy. Love it. Um, but it was frozen. But you know how sometimes frozen drinks just feel like watered down? Yeah. This didn't taste like that. Or cheap. They just sort of taste. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because it was like the house spiced rum, it had this like strong vanilla note to it. It's and cool. Robert was obsessed. We almost got another one to go. Because <laughs> you can do that Because you can there. do that. Because you can do that there. Which, by the way, they call it a go cup. A go cup. Yeah, like, instead of, like, a to-go cup, you say, can I get this in a go cup? Or can I get a go cup for this? So then, speaking of cocktails, there's this place that we didn't realize, like, had just opened. Um, I actually found it because... Joy the Baker had gone there, and I saw it on her Instagram while we were there. And it was this amazing cocktail bar called Jewel of the South. So we went there, and that place really is like a speakeasy because it's real tiny. Mm-hmm. Drinks are really good, and they're like kind of classic old-fashioned New Orleans cocktails and stuff, and like tiki drinks, like really well done and stuff. Um, and then, so we sat at the bar there. We were talking to the owner which we found out later is the guy who used to run the famous bar called French 75, which we did actually go to like our first mm-hmm. night. And turns out this guy is in this cocktail book that I have, like his pictures in it. And there's an interview with him and he was making our drinks and talking to us. 
and he he was just so cool and nice and um it was kind of funny like we had no business being yeah they were like okay um yeah because it was like all the like people who's a somebody in new orleans were there like he was pointing people out to us like there was a woman from top chef or whatever he's mm-hmm. like oh there's so-and-so it's like oh what that name's familiar he's like yeah she's a chef and you know, because he, um, I was taking pictures, and I was saying, oh, yeah, I have a food blog and stuff, so we ended up taking some pictures, and we told him how we were doing the wedding at Preservation Hall the next day, and he's like, oh, that woman behind you, she actually runs events at Preservation Hall, let me introduce you, and, like, he That's was just, like, so, networking like, everybody, and... Do you feel like New Orleans is like that? Like, it's sort of a small town? I don't know. In I mean, culinary scene, maybe there it felt like it. Yeah, but it was also he asked us how we knew about it because they weren't really online yet and they yeah. had no sign. So I was like, oh well, you know, I'm a food blogger and I follow this woman and she was here the other night. So so we thought we're Let's here. Go. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like looks amazing. Um, I really wanted to go back there again, but I didn't get to. Um, so that was just kind of like a weird little cool thing that happened. Um. And then the last place I wanted to mention for food is this little place called Fry and Pie. Why does that name sound familiar to me? I don't know. But it's like a little window that you walk up to and you can order either loaded french fries or little individual pies. <laughs> Love it. And then they have a little... What type of pies? We got one that was like a chocolate peanut butter kind of like mousse. Like, that sounds amazing. It was so good. And it was the perfect, perfect little size. drunk food. Oh, my God. Can you imagine being wasted and then, like, ordering oh, something yeah. like that? The best. And it actually is technically connected to a bar. Because when we ordered it, she said, you guys want to sit in the back? And she's like, I can open up the gate for you. So if you order at the window and then you go next to the window, there's a gate. And it's kind of like a little tiki bar backyard. And, um, but, yeah, it's there's also a bar. I don't know. If that's making sense. but Kind of. It's like you could just order from the window, but the place where you sit is the backyard, courtyard of okay. the yeah. bar. Which I is know. connected. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that place was really fun. And it's not far from Frenchman Street, which is where, like, all the jazz so is. So with all this food stuff, were you okay with, like, spice and stuff? Because Creole mm. sort of traditional cooking is right. spicy. Yeah, we didn't really eat that <laughs> <laughs> i was curious if you were gonna try some stuff um, like a gumbo or well so like, like that we were with robert's sister and her fiance for a lot of it and she eats spicy food mm-hmm. so she did order jambalaya at mm-hmm. one place and i tried it and it was really good mm-hmm. um but you erred on the side of caution with that because mm-hmm. you're not we're both spice. so sensitive and yeah like that's a bummer yeah we also ate some crawfish but I don't like crawfish, mm-hmm. so I, what about I a ate po boy? one. Did you have a po' boy? We did have a po' boy. Um, so Ben, Caitlin's fiance, he got an alligator po' boy at the one place. Whoa. So I had a bite of that. And it was really good. Yeah. It was, had alligator sausage. Um, so that was like a little spicy, mm-hmm. but really good. And then the night of the wedding, when we were like so exhausted and hungry at the end before the after party, we went to this place. I think it was called like Mahoney's. Um, but I got a po' boy, but it was really just, like, a pulled pork sandwich, because that's yeah. what I was in the mood for. Why not? Um, 
And it was good. I don't know if it was, like, amazing or anything. I was also so tired. At that point, anything would have been delicious. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I feel bad because I'm not super into that, like, Creole food. I'm mm-hmm. also not super into seafood. Like... Lobster and shrimp and which is primarily what the traditional Mm -hmm. cooking down there is. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't have andouille. You have any andouille sausage? Mm mm. Yeah. So yeah, those were my favorites. But oh, I also want to say like, I've literally spent like four days in New Orleans. I am not an expert, (laughs) (laughs) but still, take all this with a grain of salt. This is just my experience. Yeah, I of course. Yeah. Um. So, other non-foodie stuff that you did. Yeah, so we walked around the Garden District a bit, which is where a bunch of the old, beautiful houses are. Mm-hmm. So, that was really nice the one day. And there are swamp tours and stuff, but we didn't get to any of those because we didn't really have time. Yeah, Luke did that when he was... Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be fun, though. Um, and then the one neighborhood I wanted to get to but didn't was the Bywater neighborhood. Which is, I feel like that's kind of the more up-and-coming neighborhood from what I've heard. Yeah. Or whatever. So, um, but then, like, so New Orleans is known for all this, like, voodoo and, yeah. like, haunted stuff. Which, like, this just shows how, like, ignorant we can be. Is that I did not even know that voodoo was a religion. Yeah. Like, it's an African religion. Mm-hmm. Like, isn't it so crazy that you grow up learning about things that are different from you, and you're just taught that they're, like, They're weird? crazy, or they're strange. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, no, guess what? It's also weird. Christianity. Like, yeah. You know, like... All of the religions are weird. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, the idea of, like, voodoo dolls was something that was super creepy and mm-hmm. scary, and then you're like, but... Not really, if you think about it. Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it was interesting to learn a little bit more about that. And if I went back, I'd love to dive into that mm-hmm. a bit more. And then there's also a lot of, like, haunted stuff you can do. Like, I wish I would have had time to do a haunted cemetery tour. Mm-hmm. We didn't get to that. Yeah, New Orleans notoriously is haunted and also, like, like lots of witchcraft mm-hmm. and all sorts of, like... Yeah. So now, like, I really want to watch the um, New Orleans season of American Horror Story. Yeah. Is it called Coven? Is that yes. the New Orleans one? Set in New Orleans. Yeah. Um, we did do one haunted tour thing. Creepy. Which I told you about. Yeah. Which is so creepy. freaking creepy. And, like, I'm not entirely sure how I feel about it. There's a little... I didn't find this out until after we did it, but there's a little bit of controversy about the one we did. So, if you want to do research on it, you can. It's called the Bloody Mary mm-hmm. Haunted Museum Tour. I'll link to it. But, so, you can kind of decide for yourself if you want to do it. Or if you don't want to have, like, a spoiler about it, then maybe just do it and see how you feel about it. But I was super creeped out. Yeah. Like, and you're not someone who necessarily buys into that, right? Like, Well, I don't know. I believe in ghosts. I don't. but I've never had an experience of, um, like the thing that creeped me out so much, well, the whole thing was creepy, but I felt this like electric energy the entire time we were on the tour that I've never felt before in my life. Mm -hmm. So that was real creepy. Do you think that might've been influenced by the fact that you were being told that this was a haunted place? I think a lot of it was. But the way that it, like, But you persisted. definitely had a reaction at a specific place, which you had no idea mm-hmm. was related to this, this thing whole that story. Happened. Yeah. 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 
Which is anyway. a we- it, it is a weird coincidence if it is coincidence. Right. So. Yeah. So I'm being a little cryptic, but that's because I yeah. don't want to like ruin the experience if anyone does it. But keep them on the edge of their seats. Yeah. Yeah. Super creepy. Um, so voodoo stuff. You did a you did a haunted tour. Mm-hmm. There's tons of old cemeteries and yeah yeah. Which I really wanted to get to. We almost went to one in the Garden District, but we got there right after it closed because it closed at like three in the afternoon. Yeah. So I was able to like peek through the gate and look at stuff. You're like let's next to here. <laughs> yeah. Because they have this cemeteries that are like above ground, mm-hmm. which is actually now I think about it. Like, the um, the cemetery I went to in Paris. Right. And then it's, like, um, so, Pere like... Lachey, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So, it, it's so cool because those cemeteries look like little towns. Yeah. Because they have... I think they even have, like, street signs. For, and mausoleums and stuff, like, yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. And, of course, everything down there is so aged and worn looking. That's one mm-hmm. thing I love about that look of New Orleans is that mm-hmm. it all looks very sort of old and weathered and... Old yeah. trees and stuff like that. Yeah. But the other thing I loved was that all of these old buildings, they kind of look like um, really similar to row homes we have around here. But then you walk in and they all have these amazing courtyards. <sighs> Why can't we have that? Yeah. Yeah. Which we learned that their courtyards used to essentially be like the living room and the kitchen of the homes. Mm. So that was really cool. That is really cool. So a lot of their restaurants and stuff have courtyards, which is nice. Yeah. And then my other tip would be, don't be stupid like me and not realize how rainy New Orleans is, which I should have known because of, like, Hurricane Katrina. (laughs) Um, But we had to buy ponchos the first day we were there. Yeah. Um, So bring an umbrella, pack a good rain jacket. And, I mean, we tried to buy galoshes one day because the streets flood. Yep. So... You're literally wading through the water. Yeah. Yeah. So, um... That's something. Also, I, I would say, had. I would say from Luke's perspective, don't go in the middle of summer. Mm-hmm. Just it's very hot. It's very humid. Yeah, we were there at the beginning of yeah. April, and it was actually really nice. Um, yeah, the timing. It, it was like upper sixties to upper seventies when we were there. Yeah, so that was nice. It was humid though, super humid, even in April. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and That's actually, I think I mean it could also be hotter than that in April too. But it was rainy a lot of the time we were there. Yeah. Yeah. Good tip. So, Sounds like a good trip. Any other questions? <laughs> Would you go back? Yeah. I definitely do want to go back because I feel like there's so much more to do. Yeah. And Anything else like down in that area you would do? Like not necessarily New Orleans, but... I don't know. End of our country. Because I would highly recommend going to Savannah, Georgia. I know it's not exactly Oh, yeah, next my parents to it. have been there. Um, but the way... It's super cute, right? The way Savannah looks in certain areas reminds me a lot of what New Orleans looks like. Okay. With the Spanish moss and mm. the old plantation homes and that sort of yeah. French architecture. Yeah. Um, I love the houses down I know. There. That's it's, so cool. Yeah. And like I said, it really felt like another country in certain places, like mm-hmm. mainly in the French Quarter. But if you're someone who's got that itch to go to France or whatever, but it's just yeah. not in the cars for you, like, New Orleans flights are usually pretty cheap. Mm-hmm. So if that's something you can swing, just to, like, get out of, you know, your bubble and experience something that's completely different, um, especially if you're from the East Coast like we are, yeah. you know, like Amish country, like, it's yeah. so different from what I'm used to. And a lot of our Northeastern countries, or sorry, cities look 
similar to each other. Yeah. Just in architecture mm-hmm. and yeah. city layout and history and stuff, mm-hmm. but just going a little further away. Right. Yeah. yeah. So right here in the States, it was really interesting. Um, and one time, like when we were thinking about visiting my cousin, we did the Google flights where you say, I want to go to New Orleans and you just see where? when's the cheapest yeah. time to go. And I found flights that were like 90 bucks. Yeah, I'm sure you I'm sure you could find cheap flights. Yeah. Depending so, if you're flexible with your time frame, yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah, cool tips. All, All right. right, moving on. Moving on. Oh, do we have a listener question? Let's skip cuz we had a long intro. We, yeah, we got into it Listen, today. We do need some tea. <laughs> I want piping Listen. hot yeah. tea. Laura cried on the podcast today and made me cry. So, now we need like, you don't have to cry, but, like, we want to get me, into it. Tell me your <laughs> ish. Like, yeah. And I don't want it to be, like, what's your favorite packing thing? <laughs> we'll talk about packing. We'll talk about travel. I want to help. We want to help you. Yeah. Okay? Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Tell us, and we'll be, anon- be anonymous. <laughs> we will keep your privacy secured. Yeah. If you're having relationship issues, like, I want to help. Yeah. Because I'm nosy like that. Yes. Also, yeah. What? <laughs> also? Have you ever Are you I finished. I finished this. <laughs> yeah, Zachary. I've been talking. She's been Laura's talking been this whole time. I've just been sipping. And midway through this whole thing, I was just like, uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Did it hit you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I need to catch up. I didn't eat that much today, so. Oh, no. Okay. Well, yes. All right. So, no, we do not have a listener question or voicemail today, but... Maybe we'll do, if we have time, maybe, well, Feast of St. Pizza's next time. We yeah. can't do that. Anyway, we'll probably have one next week, but anyway, <laughs> next two weeks. Okay, so, recommendations. All right, you go first, because I've been talking so much. Okay. I'm going to drink. <laughs> My recommendation for this great nation <laughs> is a YouTube video. A YouTube video that will get you drunk. Ooh. But will also... Are we going to watch it after this? It might be fun. Okay. It will also transport you to a great time to be alive, not Game of Thrones. What? It's, well, before I say this, some background. Okay. Um, never did real drink, well, I did play drinking games in college, but it was mostly like table games, not beer pong. Slap cup. Slap cup, chandelier, chesties. Chesties. That's a weird game that Amy (laughs) introduced in my life, (laughs) but um, table games, yeah. I don't really like Kings because that's boring, but I never really did this in college, but it's been a thing in my adult life that does the job and is really fun. Oh, it's is a power it, hour. Oh, is this um, what we did at the beach house? No. Okay. But oh. that's also a good one. Um, <laughs> I am lucky enough to have found a 90s edition oh. power hour. Okay. And it is so good because... They have such a good mix of songs that I was like, I forgot about this, mm-hmm. like, weird boy band song that yeah. I don't even know the name All of right, this. Well, time out. Yeah. For the people who don't know, especially the baby and boomers, like my parents. Oh, a power, power Hour? Okay. A Power Hour? Okay. What you're supposed to do is drink a shot of beer every minute, mm-hmm. which sounds really intimidating. It's not... Um, um it's, meh. it's it's not. It's a good way to like if you're trying to like start your night up. Do you have yeah. pee breaks in the middle? Of course. 
And you don't have to follow every single minute. I definitely don't. Okay. Maybe every other. Or maybe oh, question a two for the audience. Do you yeah. want us to do a power hour episode? That because would be fine. We could do it. We could talk a minute about a subject and then drink. True. Yeah. Or like or foods just, or or just have weird questions to talk about and a yeah. timer goes off every minute. I love that. Let's do that. That sounds like fun. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, that would be awesome. Anyway, oh I love this Power Hour. It's really fun. They did a good job with the mix of stuff on there. But is it also, just a shot of beer every minute? There's nothing else thrown no, into the no, mix? No. There's nothing, like, to start? You don't Sometimes chug a beer there, to start or no, something, No, right? no, no, no. Sometimes there's videos that are, like, if Snoop Dogg appears, like, you have to chug or whatever until mm. he's off the screen. In fact, I'm pretty sure okay. that's on this one. Oh, no. But that's fun and everything, but you don't have to do that. By the way, let me just say again. Laura and Again. I are not drunk. No. <laughs> we just love cocktails. <laughs> anyway. But no, it's such a good it's such a good power hour. We didn't do it at Piece of Pizza. We did a I think it Disney yeah, Disney, Disney power, power hour, hour, which we didn't get the one that I took I a shower. Like. I didn't do it. I did. I, and I took it, my margarita to regrets. the bathroom and I took a shower. Regrets. <laughs> Laura got I had a Laura had a moment. I had a rough night. <laughs> You had fun though. I had I this was so a very much fun, fun night. So much fun. Yeah. But I was feeling it for probably two days afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, nineties power hour. We'll link to it in the show notes. Really, I've really never good. done one. So we, we should fun. do a power hour yeah. episode. Yeah. Just to get crazy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well my recommendation is a podcast called um <laughs> Vicious Cycle. Okay. Which is all about periods. Love it. Which, like, on mine now. I love to talk about periods. I wish we talked about them more. Uh, we need to normalize it. Yeah, we need to normalize it. I especially love to talk to men about it. And like, children. And children, yes. Um, like, like, Robert probably knows more about periods and the reproductive system than a lot of women because I talk to him about it constantly. I don't really talk about periods that much. Well, but... like, I read a lot about stuff, and mm-hmm. then I just tell him everything I learn. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is fascinating. Listen to this. Also, I feel like I have my period constantly, so I'm always talking about it. Like, and we're at this cycle again. Yeah. yeah. This podcast is called Vicious Cycle. It's by three women who are comedians. Yeah. And... Already so, like it. Yeah. It's so good. They sing a lot. They So they'll do, like, parody songs. Mm-hmm. But it's so much fun. They have guests on. They've covered a lot of interesting topics. Like, I listened to one recently where they were talking about, do animals get periods? And they, like, Good go question. into it. And it's super interesting. Yeah. Um, a lot of times when they have guests, the first question they'll ask them is, what was the first day of your last period? <laughs> because that's anyone a with question a, that's you always get. Yeah. Anytime you go to the and doctor. And I never know. And I'm always like, hold on, let me get my phone. I um, need to do that. And... One of their recent episodes, one of the three hosts recently experienced an ectopic pregnancy. Mm, yeah. Which is when the fertilized egg implants somewhere mm-hmm. other than your uterus, which is extremely dangerous. dangerous. Yeah. Um, really, really dangerous. Yeah. So it was super interesting because she's just like a normal person who happens to have a period podcast and she went through this mm. and she had like um, voice diary like, voice memos from different um, doctor's appointments she had and stuff throughout the process. So she really just walked you through everything. And it was, like, kind of intense at times. 
But it was also so cool because she was saying throughout this whole thing, it sucked because it was a desired pregnancy mm-hmm. um, that she essentially had to shut down. Um, I mean, literally you have yeah, to. Yeah, like you literally you take to. an abortion pill. Because. It's essentially an abortion. Yeah. Medical abortion. Um, Otherwise, you will You will die. die. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, but she was saying in the back of her mind, she was thinking like, at least I get to share my story because we have a podcast. Well, and we, we can just talk need to have it. these conversations more, which is why mm-hmm. those sort of podcasts are important because yeah. we need um, to have more conversations like this so it humanizes these issues. Right. And yeah. Yeah. So that's great. Yeah. So I love it. And it's like they definitely bring humor into it. They get into it about their periods in ways that I'm like, well, I never talked to my friends this way, but <laughs> yeah. we should talk about it. Yeah. Um, and they're, yeah, they're funny. They yeah. have fun with each other and they sing a lot. Like, yeah. they have all these little segments that they do. They call their listeners blisteners <laughs> and stuff. Like, they're just silly. They sound um, cool. 90s Power Hour and period podcast. Love it. Sounds very pretty much us. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's, All right, let's get out of here. All right. Thanks for joining. If you're loving the podcast, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review. Every review helps us with the iTunes algorithm. We have quite a few, but it'd be really nice to get a couple extra. Yeah. Yeah. Um, send us your questions. Email us, hello at passportsandpizza.com. Reach out to us on Instagram at passportpizzapod. Leave us a voicemail at 717-964-0215. And all our show notes with everything we talked about and our, like, everything New Orleans I mentioned. Also, I'm hoping to have my New Orleans blog post out by the time this episode comes out. So I'll link to that as well. Love it. And that's at passportsandpizza.com. Right. And um, if you want to see what we're up to in our daily life, give us a follow at Sarah with no H underscore Cornelius underscore or Rome and Golightly, R-O-A-M and Golightly. Yeah. Let's be friends. Yeah. Um, Thank you to Lars Brother Will for our theme music. Yeah. And we'll see you next episode. Yeah. One more. One more. Before we take a summer break. So send us your juicy stuff. Come on. Yeah. Don't wait. Yeah. Don't be shy. Yeah. We just like talked about a lot of stuff. Yeah. I cried. (laughs) And we're drunk. Yeah. So cheers. Have a great weekend. Bye. Bye. Yeah, I yeah. think it's funny, though, how a lot of places have little nicknames for where they live. Nash Vegas. What? That's what I call Nashville. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>